me a number of months ago, and we were meeting in my office, and she was just sharing some things that God has put on her heart. And as we were talking, I just got a sense. I'm like, Jess, have you ever, have you ever preached on a Sunday morning? She's like, oh, no, no, I, I've not done that. I'm like, Jess, I think God has put a word inside of you that you need to share with the body. She's like one of those, okay, I'll pray about it, you know. Well, if you know me, I'm a really good rememberer, and I'm going to come back to you. And I came back to her and said, Jess, what are you thinking? Oh, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. And then we, we finally, I nailed her down on a date. And then she's like, Pastor, can I change that date? You know? And then we had another date. But God has, put, God has put his word inside our sister this morning. And I would just love if you would open up your hearts. I'm, I'm telling you, what she's got to share is dynamite. And you're going to be blessed. So, so Father, in Jesus' name, pour out your spirit through Jess. Lord, pour out your spirit to us. We invite you to, to work through her. Father, soften each of our hearts that we'd have listening ears this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. Um, I just want to thank the Lord. It's, it's a privilege to be able to share um, his word. I love God's word. God's word has changed my life, has convicted me, has given me a new way to think of things, perceive things, um, changed my relationships, and I think most importantly, has changed my heart. And so when I think of God's word, his word is like a mirror. And I was, I was pointing out the youth earlier today, because the youth at, in their age, they like to look good, and they make sure that their hair is done, that they're, that they're good. And so God's word is, is similar in that when you look in the mirror, if you saw that your shirt was soiled, you would change it. You would clean it. You would put something new on. Or if you saw that you had your zipper open, you wouldn't go out that way. You would, you would fix yourself up. You would make the adjustments, the necessary adjustments um, before you go anywhere. And so I want to encourage you today to pick up your spiritual mirror. Pick up your spiritual mirror today and let God clean and correct and adjust things in your life. You know, don't, don't look at the person next to you and say, oh, that, that's, that's for you, or, you know, my cousin Chris, or my uncle Bobby. No, 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 no. His word is for you. It's for us. And so as I begin to share, I, I just pray, have your heart open to the Holy Spirit. This is not about me. About, it's not about my words. It's about God's presence and him giving me the privilege of sharing. And so today we're going to talk about talents. Some of us have the gifts of carpentry and construction. Some of us can play an instrument, some photography, ballet, dancing, some gardening, which you would never want me to do. Um, I planted a flower once. Well, let me say this. I, I was with a friend. She was planting a row of flowers on one side, and I was planting on the other. And the other side, none of the flowers grew. And so you would never want me to do that. I have a, I have a New York finger, not a green one. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, we all have talent. And I want to read a description from the Bible study tools. It says, a talent is something that you are naturally born with that gives you unique skills and abilities. Talent is set apart from knowledge in that it is not a learned behavior, although it can be strengthened and practiced. 
I want to read to you a little bit. Um, I'm going to be reading from Matthew 25, 14 to 30. And I'm going to read some of it. I didn't put it on the screen because it's so long. And so it says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long journey. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their ability. He left on his trip. Then he left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with the bags of, of two, uh, the two bags of silver, I'm sorry, also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug it in a hole in the ground and, his, and, his, and hid his master's money. So I want to identify <coughs> the roles here. So we have the master. The master is the one that calls, the one that gives instruction, the owner of our talent, and the master of all of our investments. The reason why I want to identify those roles is because a lot of times we identify our, our talents as if they were ours. So we have these talents of this is my talent, and so I get to dictate to do with it whatever I want. But it really isn't our talent. It's God's talent. And unless you're using it for God, when he comes back, there will be no investment. And so it's important to identify what that really means, being the master. The servant. The servant is us. It's you. The responders to the responsibility. The responders to the call. And then the wealth. A shared portion of the master's investment a valuable asset, a gift freely given. Have you ever wondered when you see people with many talents and you see others with maybe less talents, or have you ever compared yourself to someone else when you see someone doing all these great things? I've heard this before where you feel like, wow, this person is doing all these wonderful things and here, I, all I have is this one talent. You know, this person gets to sing and, and play an instrument, and I'm just identifying with, the, with, with the, uh, the musicians and the choir, but there are times that we miss what God is trying to say to us directly because we're too busy looking at what somebody else has. But the scripture says that he gave according to their ability each one according to their ability. And so you're not going to have five. If he gave you one, be faithful in that one. If he gave you five, be faithful in that five. But take a look at what is it that he's given you. He wants us to know that we're not created equally. And there are times that, again, in, compar in comparing ourselves, we miss the mark. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. I'm going to say that again because I want you to think about what that means for you. He does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. If your responsibility is to take that one talent, he'll qualify you to use it for his glory and his honor. I want to share a story with you. 
when I, I used to work at this hotel in, in, in New York, um, and I was the interim event manager. I did, for a couple of years, I, I did the, I was responsible for the New Year's Eve events and for the Thanksgiving events, and, you know, I, for whatever reason, they had me on an interim level, and I didn't understand because I thought, I'm using all my talents, you know, I got it going on, doing a great job. They open up the job, I know they're going to hire me. Why not? I've been doing it this whole time. So they open up the job. And I apply for the job. And I think I'm going to get it. Not only do I think I'm going to get it, my boss told me I was going to get it. He said, you know, you're using all your talents. You're doing a great job. Apply for the job. We're going to give it to you. Lo and behold, a girl that has zero experience has never done anything that I've done. She applies for, for the job. She gets it. My boss comes back to me and he says, I'm sorry, Jess, but she's better than you. And I remember in that moment thinking, number one, let me say this. Some of us that have a lot of talents, we could be a little bit arrogant. We could. We could think, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm all these great things. But God, you know, he always has a way of humbling us and showing us Sometimes that he has a different route. In any case, what ended up happening with this girl is I had a choice. Either I was going to um, buck, buck up against her and make life miserable and make it difficult for her because I was the one that was supposed to train her, or I was going to pick up my talent and serve her and make her the best that she could be. And let me tell you, that's not an easy thing, but it's a choice. And guess what? I chose the latter. I chose, I'm going to serve this girl, I'm going to teach her everything I know, I'm going to train her, I'm going to set this girl up to succeed. And God blessed me because he knew my heart. At this time, I, I, I continued to work, at, I became her assistant, and the general manager had been watching me for weeks. And so one day he calls me in and he says, Jess, can I have an off-the-record conversation? you I go sure he goes there's something about you I don't know what it is but is it a religious is it a religious situation going on here I said well since it's off the record yes I love Jesus and he goes I knew it I knew there was something different about you hey you know what we're opening up an HR manager position I want you to apply I'm going to give you the job I said I'm not qualified I wasn't qualified I didn't have anything no experience and he said, but you have everything that I need you to have. You have that, you know, that religious thing. <laughs> and so God, God blessed my heart in saying I made the choice. Either I was going to be arrogant. I got all these talents. Why aren't they choosing me? Or, no, no, no. You know what? I'm going to serve you. And I'm going to make sure that you're the best that you could be. And I'm going to, you know what, God? Whenever you decide to move me. The GM at the time probably the best boss I've ever had in my life, decided to invest in me. And when I tell you he invested in me, he inv everything he said he was going to do, he did. He spent thousands of dollars on me becoming educated in human resources. And why I say that is because sometimes we miss the mark. We think this is what God has. You know what? I could have been an event manager, but he had something else. And, and eventually what God has done is that he's He's trained me up and, and built me up to be involved in organizational development within a church. That's a long story. I'm not going to go there. But my point is that I could have missed the mark. I could have been bitter. But I decided I'm going to use my talent to serve. 
and God blessed me. He does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And he is amazing. Don't spend time looking at what somebody else, has, somebody else has. Don't try to use someone else's gift. The master knows how much you can handle. He won't give you more. First master what you've been given. Yes? Master what you've been given. And then he'll give you more. <coughs> Let's go to the five uh, bags of silver. The outcome is indicative of the investment made. Investing is hard. Um, investing takes time. You know, when you see somebody who is in a position that sometimes, again, we look at people and we think, oh my gosh, I want what they have, but it's hard work. It's a lot of work to invest. Um, there, was a, there was a woman um, that I worked with in a, in a ministry that I worked, with, worked in a long time ago. And I'm gonna, I'm, I wanna protect her identity. I'm gonna call her Molly. And Molly, um, when I met Molly, I was told that I was gonna be responsible for um, you know, investing in her and being with her and praying with her. And, and Molly had anorexic, she was anorexic and bulimic. And when, when they asked me, I thought, how am I gonna minister to this girl? I don't have an eating disorder. I don't know what that looks like. I've, I've never had problems with eating, as you can see. Right? I don't want to draw attention to myself, but I remember thinking, that's not one of my, my issues. And so I began to pray, and I asked the Lord to help me and, and show me. And, I, and I, you know, I did a lot of research, and I learned the things that I needed to learn, at least what I believed I needed to learn. But, you know, investing in Molly was hard. Molly would swear at me. She would tell me off. I remember times I would be running after her. She'd slam the door right in my face. She couldn't stand me. She couldn't stand me because my role was to make sure that she lived and that she did what she was supposed to do. The doctor said, hey, if she doesn't eat on a consistent basis, this girl's going to die. If, she's not, if you guys don't follow our instructions, she's going to die. One of the instructions were that um, she had not pooped for a long time. And I'm sorry for being a little graphic, but... She had not for a long time, and the doctor said, if, you know, if she doesn't, this is a life and death situation. So I decided, okay, I'm going to make sure that I help her by going into the bathroom with her. And I remember sitting on the ledge of the tub, and she's snarling at me like, how dare you be in here? But I knew that she wouldn't do it on her own. I knew that I had to watch her. And so we did this day after day, day after day, and it was exhausting. I was exhausted. I was tired of being told off. And at one point, I'm sitting there waiting, and she actually went to the bathroom. And I was so excited. I was like, yes! Because this meant that she's on her way to getting to where God wanted her to be. It was a lot of work. There was a lot of rejection. Like I said, she would swear at me. She was infuriated with me. But that was the happiest moment for me in our time together. Investing sometimes, it doesn't look beautiful. Sometimes it's not comfortable. Sometimes you're going to be rejected. You're going to be talked about. You're going to be looked down at. But as long as you take the talent that God gave you and you do what he told you to do, you will see the return sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes you get to see the return. Because here I say, sometimes you don't get to see the results. And that's the truth. Sometimes you don't. 
sometimes you don't feel appreciated. You don't feel appreciated when you're investing in another life and, and that life is cursing at you and angry with you. But you will never get to the next level until you invest what you have now. One of the things that I love about this scripture is that it says that when the master came back and he called his servants, they were able, the, the first one and the second one were able to say, Master, look, I, I invested it. I invested what you, and, and here's five more, and, and here's two more. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Let's celebrate. And that's what I want to hear. Let's celebrate. But then he goes on to say, now, now, I'm going to give you more responsibility. That's why, the, that's why when I was talking about, and I, this doesn't apply to all of us, but sometimes we could be a little bit arrogant, right? Sometimes we're in that position where we think, you know, we got it going on and, and God has to humble us. And then we, we don't get to say at the end that I've actually earned mo more responsibility because of my faithfulness. Invest, investing is hard. Investing is hard. It takes time. I want to go to... I want you to think about the last the last servant and I'm going to read what he says really quickly because I didn't get to read it but the last person says then this then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said master I knew you were a harsh man investing crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate I was afraid I would lose your money so I hid it in the earth Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. When I think of that man who had that one talent, it reminds me of the times where God is nudging on us and he's saying, what do you have in your hand? What are you doing with the things I've given you? And we start coming up with a whole lot of excuses of why we're not using our talent, why we've buried it. He said he was afraid. What was he afraid of? He started blaming God. He started accusing God. I want to talk about a couple of things that are not on my notes. There are times in, in, in ministry when you're in the process of investing, it could be in your children, your family, it could be in somebody else's child, just investing, period. There are times in ministry where you're hurt. You're hurt by people. You're hurt by other Christians. And you make the decision to put that talent away. And you hide it in a hole somewhere. 
and that becomes your safeguard. You think of a lot of reasons why you're in charge of that talent. Sometimes we don't use our talent because we feel insecure. We don't think that we have what it takes. And when we don't think we have what it takes, it's because we're comparing ourselves to someone that has different talents. Sometimes we think we're not equipped for the job. Sometimes it's simply things that people have said about us or to us. But Shiloh, individually, think about what is the gift that God has given you. I want you to think about it in your mind. I just want you to, you don't have to look at me if you want to close your eyes, right? I just want you to picture in your mind, what is it that Jesus has given to you? What is that talent? What are those talents? My next question to you is going to be, what has, he, what has he given to you? Where are you investing your talent? I'm just, even now, Holy Spirit, I ask that you come and you quiet us. And God, that everything that would keep us from focusing in on what you're trying to do today, God, I'm just asking by your spirit that you would minister to your people in such a special way, God. <coughs> Where is it being invested? When I was in my early 20s, you could keep your eyes closed. I want you to picture this story with me. When I was in my early 20s, I lived in, <clears throat> in Brooklyn, New York. And there was a man that lived next door to us. And this man used to play Christian music so loud that the whole entire building would quiver. And me and my sister were so frustrated with this man. I remember us thinking we wanted to go next door and bang down his door and turn down the music because we were so lost. We were a family that grew up in witchcraft. We only knew about very demonic activities. We didn't know who Jesus was. I didn't know that the baby on, in the manger and the guy on the cross were the same people. I didn't hear the gospel until I was in my early, early 20s. And this man lived next door, and his one talent was to preach the good news. For any of you that are, are, have been in New York, you will see people on the corner speaking, preaching the gospel, and amongst other things. But he preached the good news. And I remember on this one day, I was on my way to go clubbing with my friends and to go do things that I didn't need to be doing, but... Here is this man on the corner with his little Bible and his glasses. Mama, man, 
Yo, Jesus loves you, mama. He loves you. That's how he would talk. That's, that, was his, that was his gospel. Say, mama, come here. I want to show you right here in the word of God. It says it right here. He loves you. And I'm with my friends, and all of a sudden, something about the idea that Jesus would love me, me, I had to, I had to, I was drawn to him. So I walk over to him, and he's like, yeah, John 3, 16, you see what it says, mama? He loves you. And I remember being like, wow, you know, wow. And he asked me right then and there, hey, can, can I come to your house and pray for your family and minister to your family? And I said, sure. And he did. He came on this day, and he began to worship God. Singing was not his talent at all, but he began to worship God. And it was the first time, I have to be honest, that I heard a Christian song. Because when you're involved in those kind of religious evil stuff, you, you actually hear music like that as well. There's music like that. So it was our first time. And he starts worshiping over my mother, praying for her, reading the word to her. And he said to her, when you feel better, make me a promise. Would you come to my church? So of course, God, immediately, in like two days, she was up, ready to go. So she goes to her church. We're still doing our thing. My sister Jenny's here. She remembers. And um, she goes to church. She comes back. And she... She comes to the door. You're not going to believe who I met, girls. You're not going to believe. And we're like, who? She's like, I met him. I finally met him. I met Jesus. Of course, we thought she was crazy. She was like, I met Jesus. And she went through the house. And she tore down every altar that she had worshipped all of her life. She threw out all of our worldly music. I didn't say that in the first service. She threw out anything that had any significance with the world. And she said, from now on, he's going to live in this house. And so, naturally, what ended up happening is that she prayed for us, we got saved, and our family is the result of the invested made with that one talent. I only have three family members here, but I would like you guys to stand. I would like my family to stand. And the reason why I say that is because it started with Maria Clark, and then the Aquinos, and then the Vasquezes, and it goes on and on and on. And the point is this. You know, he could have given up on us. That day on the street corner was not our first and last interaction. This man was relentless. He got us to church. Again, it's hard work. It's hard work. He we, we didn't have a vehicle. So he would come, pick us up, half of us, bring some of us, come back. I mean, he was, oh, you want to go to the, you want to join the choir? You want to go to prayer? What, anything to get us to the feet of Jesus. It's hard work. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's talent is that. But investment takes time, and it's hard work. And God has given every single person, if you're thinking here, if you're sitting here and you say you don't have any talents, that's not true. 
God has given every person a talent, two talents, five talents. And as you continue to prove yourself to him, not to a church or a man or a ministry, but to him, he will continue to increase the places that he's calling you to be. Some of you have had dreams of, of doing great things, but you won't even use the, your one talent. And so my question to you today is, my questions are, what has he given you? What has he given you? What gift has he given you? Where is your silver being invested? And who is your master? Who's your master? Because I believe that this is a word of the Lord for all of us today, I'm going to do something very different, especially because Pastor Greg said that I could. I'm going to ask that we all stand. And I want to ask that for those of you, I'm, I'm going to ask the leaders to pay attention to, to, the, to, our, to what's going on in the church for a minute. Um, for those of you that don't know what your talent is. I want you to raise your hand. Okay? For those of you that don't know what your talent is, I want you to raise your hand. And I'm going to ask that our leaders go over to them and, and just stand with them because we're going to pray together as a church. But for those of you that don't know your talent, if there's small group leaders, our elders, if you could please come around some of these people and just begin to pray for them. <clears throat> or just stand with them. For those of you that have laid down your talent that have put it away that has put it on a you know somewhere for display for when people come by you can tell them you have this talent but you're not using it for those of you that are not using your talents you know what they are but you're not using them I want you to raise your hand okay, go over there. Good. can we get some of our leaders just to pray for these I know that this is a lot Pastor Blake there's some people over here For those of you that are willing, that are willing to take what you have in your hand, what God has given you, and use it for his glory, I want you to raise your hand. Okay. Okay. I want you to keep your hands up. We're going to, uh, Nate is going to play a song and we're going to pray. We're just going to begin to pray because there has to be a surrender somewhere in our hearts. We have to be willing to say, God, I give you what I have. I give you what I have, God. Use it for your glory, for your honor, God. Can you play that song? Lowly, I'm going to just pray. And so God, I, I pray, Lord, that you, Jesus, would reveal, would, re, would reveal yourself to your people here today, God. 
God, for those that don't know what their gifts are, God, I'm asking, Lord, that you, by your spirit, would reveal yourself, God. Reveal yourself, God. Reveal yourself, God. For those that have hidden their talent, oh God, I'm asking for those especially, God, for those especially, Lord, for those that have put it away, that have been wounded, that have been hurt, oh God, for those that are afraid, for those that are insecure, oh God, that have hidden their talent today, Lord, by your spirit, we're asking God that, Lord, you would show them that they can trust you, that they can trust you, oh God. That they would withhold nothing from you, oh God. God, that we would be a people that, that's posture is bowed down before you. God, what would you have us to do, Lord? that individually our hearts would be postured down and God you Lord you Lord would show us how 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 do you want to use me God we give ourselves away to you today Jesus Thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Let's just cry out to the Lord. Let's open up our mouths and cry out to the Lord ourselves. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Our hands are up to you, Lord. Our hands are up to you, Jesus. Our hands are up to you, God use us for your glory for your honor oh god we surrender we surrender we surrender to you oh god we surrender those things that keep us far from you oh god we surrender those things oh god that make us run oh god we surrender even the hurts we walk in forgiveness today oh god jesus move by your spirit in this place oh god we ask Stir up the gifts within Shiloh. Stir up the gifts, oh God. God, we want that, that when you come, when you come back again, that we could show you the return, God. Have your way, God. Have your way, God. Have your way, Lord. Have your way in this place, God. We love you, Jesus. In your precious in your matchless name we pray today god have your way have your way as we leave oh god have have your way in our week let your word continue to permeate in our hearts oh god thank you lord thank you jesus thank you god in your name amen and amen you guys could be seated thank you jesus So what is God doing in your heart? What's he doing in your life? You know what, as we close, I want you to tell someone. All right, just simply tell your neighbor, hey, this is what I got out of today, right? And just share it with them because I think it's good for us to put voice 
to what God is already doing in our heart. If you're not sure, just say, hey, you know, keep praying for me because I'm not sure what he's doing in me. That's okay. You don't have to make something up. Be honest. But let's trust God that, you know, this is a, a timely word. That he didn't call you to this church just so that you just come on a Sunday and then walk out of here. Small groups are starting up. He wants you to get involved. He wants you to use the gifts and talents. So let's pray and thank him for the day. Lord, thank you for this day that we have. Thank you for this word. Lord, confirm your word in our hearts today. God, even as we share with someone else, I pray ministry continue on. Lord, let it spill over into the salad bar time downstairs. And Lord, we just look for what you're doing, God. We want to come alongside it. Father, we don't ask that you bless what we're doing. Father, we ask that we would, we would participate in what you're already blessing. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, have a great day. If you can join us downstairs for some salad bar, please do. Thank you.